Hello, ghosties. <laughs> Welcome back to Ghost Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Aria Willow. And I'm your host, Alyssa. And uh, welcome to our first episode of Season 3, and Happy New Year to all of you lovely ghosties. In this episode, we're going to be providing some updates on ourselves and our practices. And also something that we've decided to do for this season is to answer a question or two from our listeners at the end of each episode. You can find the timestamp for the Q&A segment that will be available in the description. Just a reminder that everyone has different views on things and that's okay. We don't ask you to believe what we do. We just want to share what we found in our personal path with others. And Alyssa and I have tea this time. It's going to be quite a, a laid back and casual show today. Um, we're just going to be chatting and updating you all. So I have jasmine green tea. What kind of tea do you have, Alyssa Fern? I have spiced apple. Ooh, fruity. <laughs> it's like oh. literally like tagline for my life by love but yeah no it's uh it's spiced apple like it kind of tastes like apple cider a little bit so I really like it oh that's oh stunning ooh, stunning <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah oh we wanted gosh. to start this episode off with kind of you know having it a bit more laid back and giving some updates kind of like what's gone on with us and what's going yeah, on with our practices because if you're new here you haven't really gotten to know Alyssa and I quite well over past the past you know what 11 episodes or 10 episodes that we had for season mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. so now that we're getting into season three we figured it was a good idea to reintroduce ourselves so mm-hmm. Alyssa why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and mm-hmm. and let them know who you are who, who are you, Alyssa? Who oh, are the, you? That is the question of our <laughs> lifetime. Who am I? Oh, well, let's see. Um, oh. Who is 2023, Alyssa? Oh, Lord. She's just as anxious <laughs> as 2022. <laughs> let's be honest anxiety but yeah no it's good uh well my name is Alyssa, and i am the owner of larusa mystic and i live in canada i have two puppies sorry okay go ahead (laughs) i live uh in canada it's cold and i hate the snow and i can't stand winter but this is my life so yeah uh i'm married i have two dogs no kids uh let's see what else what else mm. oh yeah i'm a witch uh i can oh also... yeah we can't forget that like, yeah. that's that's a pretty important note <laughs> <laughs> you can also see and talk to dead people and you know divinity and other uh, various forms of spirit and have since i was a kid uh i also am a medium basically is what i just said so i'm a medium i'm clairvoyant i'm like intuitive and I also am a Hellenic polytheist, and uh, that is somebody who worships the Greek gods and goddesses, the ancient Greek gods and goddesses. And I'm also a demonolater. This is someone who worships demons uh, or the infernal divine. And yeah, I've been a practicing uh, witch slash, you know, medium slash all of that stuff for over a decade. And I am very much a science lover as well I, I was a scientist before I I quit that career and started my business full-time as a spiritual coach and also running um, an e-commerce site and also doing other various physical product stuff in addition to spiritual services and yeah I have a master's of science in environmental science 
And a lot of that comes into play in my life, even though I no longer work in the field as a profession, at least not at this point in my life. I really had a call for a very, very long time to, long before I even started the Russo Mystic, honestly, to to do what I'm doing right now. And it took a lot. Oh, my God. It was so hard. Right, Arl? Like, that was a hard year of just, yes. like, back and forth. Like, I was so scared of letting go of my real stable full-time job to really run my business all by myself and Mm -hmm. just go for it and have that as my, you know, livelihood, sole livelihood. So that was really scary, but this past year has been, has been a lot. So yeah, I'll get into that. But until, until I do, why don't you tell us about yourself, Arl? And by the way, her name is Ariel, but I call her Arl and Fern. We call each other yes. Fern, for those who don't know. Yes. yes, Fern is a... I honestly can't remember why we came up with the nickname Fern. You took a big swig of tea. I know why. Because it was a it was a spelling mistake. We went to put Fern. Oh, it was a... Yes, it was F- a typo. Yeah, F-R-E-N, it but it came out Fern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we just started calling each other Fern. Um, so we're the Ferns now. And yeah. she's the cold Fern and I'm the hot Fern because I live in the desert, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, tear emoji. <laughs> tear crying emoji. Crying I hands. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like the the emoji that has like the teary eyes that's smiling and they look like they're just like on the edge of having a mental breakdown. Um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Relatable. But I live in the desert. I live in Arizona, Phoenix to be more exact. And it is hella hot out here. But I am a clairvoyant as well. I've had my abilities since I was a a young child. Um, My first memories are seeing spirit and seeing other things that other people couldn't see. So I have a lot of experiences that I haven't even shared yet on our podcast, um, Mm -hmm. which is a fun little thing that I can pull out of my pocket every once in a while. But I run my own business. Um, I do this as a living. So I run my own um, intuitive readings and just kind of spiritual guidance um, business by myself. And I've done that for the last two years now full-time, which is incredible. I've, I've been trying to make it full-time as my career since 2012. So it's been a long time coming, but yeah, it just, I was lucky enough in 2020 to make it my full-time career and have been doing it ever since, but I'm also a trans channel and I practice astrology. Um, I'm still a student at astrology, but getting better. I practice Norse paganism and demonolatry. And then I also practice death witchery and necromancy. And that is a new addition. Um, Death witchery being more earlier 2022, but necromancy being end of 2022. So that's a new little addition in my practice. But yeah, a lot of my practice centers around death and honoring the dead, working with the dead, whether it's through demonolatry, my Norse paganism, or even my astrology. So, yeah. Yeah, that, just... that was a new addition for for us both, actually, over 2022, was mm-hmm. kind of officially calling ourselves 
death witches and going yeah because we practiced it like for most of our lives really but it it just didn't really form into something that we felt worthy of calling ourselves until 2022 Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and it but it really did like it really did come to a place where all of our deities were like, this is something that you should be doing like Mm -hmm. officially. And it really does make sense because as someone who has worked in the paranormal field for a while, like I've, I've been formally doing um, paranormal investigation since 2015, but I had done it often on throughout my childhood and teen years, but with a group starting in 2015 and, and really built out my knowledge of how to, navigate that and how to do that. And that's been a huge, it's been a huge thing for me outside of mediumship because mediumship is one thing, but actually studying the paranormal and and investigating it is a new level, I think, to mediumship. But we also have had deity additions that have come Mm -hmm. in since we talked last year. I think last year we only had, well, I only had Lucifer and Astaroth as patron, uh, patron, patrons, <laughs> patrons. Sorry, we're still we're still in the middle of Mercury retrograde as we record this, so <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of like typos coming from my mouth. Um, <laughs> we're brave, but, thank you, thank you. We know. Yes, yes, we're brave soldiers. Yeah, last year I had Astaroth and and Lucifer that I had actually just taken on as patrons in November the year before in 2021. So they they were still new to my practice. And I believe when you came on to the show, I had just start I just had Odin start coming in and started. He came in like a freight train, a wrecking ball. Oh my god, yeah, he did. That was like a wrecking ball. It was wild, dude. Yeah, you know what? I actually don't remember. Uh, what I shared at the beginning because it would be almost a year com- entirely probably since... not a lot you were you were a little you were very you were very careful about the information that you I was shared. I was at the, and you know what I'll tell you why well for the listeners Arl knows all the things but I for you guys <laughs> she knows all I've been very careful because I was still very scared I was very nervous and and scared to share too much about myself because I didn't fully commit to wanting, like wanting it, yes, but I didn't fully commit to like transitioning myself away from mm-hmm. my science job into yeah. what is now something I do full time as my livelihood. So I was very scared. I was uh, so nervous. And it was a year of a lot of transformation and change in terms of how I want to live my life and the the path that I want to choose. I really gave myself two paths, right? It was, do I continue down the career that I have built for myself since 2010? This is when I first went to university for my undergrad. And from 2010 up until, well, what would be 2022, I had built an entire career around science and environmental science, things of that nature. And it it, it was like abandoning myself and feeling really naked because I didn't know who I was without it. And so I was really scared to share too much about my spiritual self and my spiritual practice because I didn't really know how I wanted to go yet. So when I finally made the commitment to myself that this is something I want to do and I'm going to do it and nothing's going to get in my way, I started to really open up to people online and, you know, being able to share 
intimate things about myself and really opening myself into the educator role that kind of naturally comes to me. And so, yeah, I don't think I really shared very much, but for those who are wondering, I also took on a new patron recent, more recently, I would say the, the more recent one I believe would be Zeus. Yes, it would be Zeus. Yes. He was most yes. recent. So I've now got four <laughs> and yeah. I want to share something about patrons in a second once I tell you who they are. <laughs> but <laughs> so I have in the, in the Hellenic pantheon or Greek pantheon, I have Artemis, who's always been my number one, <laughs> let's be honest, Artemis, Apollon, and Zeus, and uh, Leviathan is my patron from the infernal realm, uh, infernal mm -hmm. pantheon, sorry. So well, the thing, the funny thing about patrons is when Arl and I talked about patrons long, long ago, oh my gosh, like I'm referring to a conversation we had like over in our DD episode, which we may update that at some point. So if it's mm -hmm. not there anymore, it's because we've updated it. But yeah, at the time when we recorded it in 2022 at the beginning, that's what she's referring to, just in case it changes in the future. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long time ago. And I remember us talking about how, and I don't know if this was even in the episode or not, but I remember we were talking about how it seemed like it was strange for there to have, for someone to have more than one patron. Did we talk about that? <laughs> but I remember like well, in our personal conversations, I, we were like, how do I, people I do it? <laughs> yeah. I remember um, us talking about in... I think it was in the deity work episode where we were talking about how there have been people we've seen who have like 15 patrons. Yikes. <laughs> and, and that, yeah. And that was when, like, I, for me personally, I feel like that's excessive. Um, like I would never personally feel comfortable taking that many on, but I do have five myself and I can see now having five, how easy it is to like, just continue adding to the patrons that you have because they come through and they're just like I want to be a patron and you're like okay and and then you just like <laughs> add them to your to your you know arsenal of deities I guess but um but it is something that you know I still hold sacred and it's still something that I take seriously but I think that the way that the patrons interact with us I think is different than how I expected which yeah. I think is fascinating I because would agree. When mm -hmm. I first got started with Lucifer and Astaroth as patrons, because right from the get-go, I took on two at the same time, which most people would be like, yo, girl, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, and let alone like two infernals. But I was asked by both of them and I felt like it was just right. And so I did. And in the beginning, it was a little bit intense just because I was so new to patron work and it was intense for that reason but after a couple months of it you get you know kind of in a swing of things and and then when I started working with Odin and the Nordic pantheon I was like oh no <laughs> oh dear oh, and no. and Odin right off the bat to be fair asked to yeah. be a patron of mine he was like first. um yeah. yeah, he was like, I want to be a patron. And I was like, I have worked with you for two weeks, sir. Like, <laughs> please take a step back. I was like keeping him at arm's length because I just, I was like, I already have two. Like, this is so much, you know, and I just didn't feel ready. And then as I got into 
working with the Nordic Pantheon, it went from working with Odin solely to working with Odin and Freya Mm -hmm. to working with Freya and Frega without Odin. And then from working with Frega and Freya to Freya leaving, then hell coming in. Mm -hmm. So working with Frega and hell and then them both being like, we want to be patrons. And I was like, good God. So I took them on as patrons and Odin was like, what the hell? (laughs) What the hell, girl? That poor God. (laughs) I know. I just, I honestly feel kind of bad because he was like so chill about it, but he was probably like, what the hell? So when I was out visiting Alyssa, because Alyssa and I finally met in person. We did. And it was glorious. It It was was a glorious time. It was the, the, the smashing of two beautiful worlds. It was just, it was amazing. We had the best time. We had been friends for like, what, two years at that point? Yeah. A long time. And And we we hadn't met. Yeah, but we had been planning on, oh man, we had plans for me to go we out there. So I many plans. got the tickets and shit went weird with COVID. And yeah. so, yeah, we just ended up being like, ah, fuck it. We'll have Arl come to me instead. So uh, it worked out really, really well because I ended up moving into a new house with so much more space and a whole, you know, guest room that Arl refers to as her room, which I think is adorable. It and is my room. <laughs> I was the first one to stay there. It's my room. Okay. It's my room. <laughs> and it was it was great. I it was put great. My essence in the walls. It's true. And she and it was great to have her here as we were going through that transition and other transitions actually. Overall, like it was a great visit and we just fucking everything is so easy with each other. And it's really it's, cute. It's so weird too. It's so like, cute how people always say I that know. we're like the cutest and they're like we want a friendship like yours and i'm like oh my god to be honest i just want to say like on behalf of Alyssa and i not only is that the cutest fucking thing but it also <laughs> is something that i am so honored to hear mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i have been friends with people in the past and like it's not that my other friendships you know aren't good but i have never ever in my life had a friendship like I do with Alyssa and I don't know I don't know if I could put into words how it's different though it's that's the thing it feels like transcendent of yeah of many barriers like it just there it's so easy and natural and if your guys are wondering because I know we've had people ask us before like do you guys have a connection beyond this realm and we do because we know yeah we we know that we have past life connections together Mm -hmm. we haven't really dived into that to be honest no i don't think we've formally done it it's it's kind of come up like memories and stuff and then we'll be like oh my god you had the same memory come on that's so fun we've (laughs) never really dived into it honestly like for us the our we we tend to explore more in other realms uh yeah, yeah, that would be how I would describe it. We we explore in other realms and we have connections in other realms as well, not just this one. But yes. as for our past life connections, we haven't really explored that very much, but we absolutely yeah. should. Yeah, we really haven't. And I, I think that's something we can add to our checklist for this year. Here's the thing. Arl came to visit and it was beautiful and we had so much fun. We did some paranormal investigating together and we explored... You know, I showed her some of Ottawa and we explored downtown 
and we got to do a bunch of readings together and it was just, we had a great time. And it was so nice to be able to do live readings in person. Oh, together. it was great. It was great. Oh, cause we've done it over, you know, the internet so many times, which is fine, but it's just not the same. It was it's really fun. It was a lot of it fun. It was so nice. Yeah. And, uh, nice. we just, we can, we build off of each other and bounce off each other really well when we're doing readings too. So yeah. it was just really nice. And the energy was beautiful. And yeah, I just, I miss you so much, but it hurts I miss you all the time. It's, it literally is physically painful. Like I know that I've, hurt. <laughs> I've, I've, I talk about how squishy I am, but I don't think people understand. No, that, like, they don't. It was, it was yeah. great, man. Having you here. And it was even, more fun because we took on a patron each together yes while you and were here. both of them were really similar this is the funny thing is that when Alyssa and I like when I look at the patrons we have I realize how weirdly similar they are wait yeah we have so many pa <laughs> like parallels in our lives both personally but also spiritually that is yeah. uncanny it and is it's weird. not planned either it's not. so like it's not because okay so Alyssa we all know that Alyssa is obsessed with Artemis right <laughs> like she's obsessed with her she's my and wife she is literally Alyssa's like life force and <laughs> yeah <laughs> Artemis in the background sure am <laughs> yeah, duh number and, one um and I feel like the Artemis equivalent in my practice would probably I feel like it would probably be either hell or Lucifer mm -hmm. like they're very straightforward very just like I care about you but like I'm not gonna beat around the bush like I'm just yeah. gonna be very straight with you mm -hmm. Leviathan I feel like is very similar to maybe hell in my practice Pot, you know what maybe he's i think he's more similar to lucifer i, I would say artemis is very similar to hell mm -hmm. in in the parallels and lucifer is very similar to leviathan in the parallels yeah, yeah i would agree uh, with that i would agree with that yeah zeus is very similar to Odin. oh my like, god it's, it's weird creepy it's super similar weird. i don't um, like seeing them together is so weird they're such dads. They're so like they stand there and they do the dad stance. You know, when you see dads talking at like a barbecue or something, that is what they do. I swear to the gods. So and, funny. and they will just stand there and just be talking. And you're just like, what are they talking about? But they're about? so loud like, too. Like Zeus so like, is so loud. loud. <laughs> so loud. Like, He's like, his normal talking voice is like shouting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, why are you at 10 decibels, man? Like, tone like, it down. Take it down a notch. <laughs> yeah. Indoor yeah. voice. Absolutely. He's like and screaming then, at his lungs, this is my indoor voice. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my God, man. Like, you just fill the room. And then Apollon, I feel like Apollon and and Astaroth are fairly similar. Mm -hmm. That Yeah, um, you know what? They're, they're both pretty um, relaxed, I would say. Yeah, they're pretty word. relaxed, pretty easy to talk to. Yep. Frega is just this happy bubble of joy. <laughs> honestly, bubble of joy. She's just, I honestly, I feel like Frega is very similar to Estia, although Estia isn't necessarily a patron of yours, but she is yeah. like, if I, I had to compare similar. her to someone in the Hellenic pantheon, mm -hmm. her personality is very similar to Estia. It is, um, especially because when you were here, 
Oh <laughs> my gosh, the we two had of Estia them. and Frank in the same oh. space while we were there, and it was just so funny. It was it, so funny because they would just be like, "Let's clean the house," and we're like, "Oh god." <laughs> Let's we're like, cook. yeah. <laughs> what? It's like it reminds me of one of those kid books that they're just like, let's spell. <laughs> How do you spell bread? <laughs> How do you spell clean? C L E A N. So adorable. Clean. There's a lot of there's a lot of those parallels. I mean, we're both death witches. We're both clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. We're both intuitive. Uh, we both, you know, work with deities and, um, you know, the, but there are some differences though, you know, with me being Hellenic polytheist and you being Norse pagan, not yes. similar ish, you know, stuff. Yeah, but there's not... similarities, but like, there's a lot of differences too. Mm-hmm. Like Norse paganism, I feel is very relaxed compared to, compared to Hellenismos. Like a, I, <laughs> I, I, I would say, say that because like I took on Olden as a patron while I was cutting up pomegranate. It's true. It's true. You did. It and was... granted, I did do a more formal, you know, ritual after I got back, but still, like, yeah, I definitely. Like, okay, more. I'm your patron now, and I was like, cool, and that was it. And and Alyssa was standing there, and she was like, "That's it," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," because yeah. for and me, I'm like, so used to the regular ritual that's part of yeah. Hellenic polytheism, you know, like cleansing. Which there's nothing wrong with it. If if I would have been at home, I think I probably would have yeah. done something more elaborate. Mm-hmm. But like he was just like, does it need to be anything more, Alyssa? <laughs> and she was like, I guess not. Like, I suppose <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing that's funny. Here's the thing that's funny that I found out the other day. So as I told you at the beginning of this episode, I started practicing necromancy and it was something that was very unexpected because like, I think I've always practiced necromancy without knowing that I really was. Mm. And it makes sense that that would just be a part of my death witchery, but you should explain what that is for those who don't know. So there's necrophilia, which is totally different than necromancy. And I just Mm, want to make that distinction because I don't know for sure that people know for a fact that those are different. Um, And they are. So necromancy as a practice is basically communicating with the dead. But in particular, the act of communicating with the dead to understand things that will be happening in the future and utilizing the connection with those who have passed to help you in your practice. So it is very much tied to death witchery in that sense. I would say it's kind of like an additional add-on, quote unquote, to death witchery that people can do because you can be a death witch and be someone who doesn't talk to spirit. You know, you might not have uh, mediumship abilities or you might just be one who um, celebrates the dead without actually really communicating with them. And that can still be considered death witchery. But in my practice, because I'm a medium, and especially because I ended up essentially adopting a ghost last year, (laughs) um, it just made sense for me to have necromancy as part of my practice. Because commonly in necromancy, you will have a practitioner who has a particular spirit who is kind of almost like a mediator between them and the spirit realm. And sometimes people will use uh, deities as the mediators. And I, I technically still do. I utilize um, Azrael, like Archangel Azrael and Hell as my mediators when I'm doing paranormal investigating, as well as when I'm doing death witchery. 
Um, and now olden has become a big part of that too. It just made sense for me to add necromancy as part of my practice because I started working with my ghost Ketra, who is my house ghost. And she kind of has become a little, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't want to call her a guard dog because I feel like that's so, <laughs> that's, that seems derogatory, but please know I'm obsessed with dogs. Like it's, it's a compliment on my end, but <laughs> she does kind of watch my home for me. And she always is the first to catch when spirits will come in and want to be, you know, having assistance or something like that. So she's kind of become just like my little house ghost. And, and so that's, that's just kind of become a part of my practice. But the funny thing is that I took on Odin as a patron on Halloween. All right. And he was really adamant that it would be Halloween. And I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> like out of all of the days, like it's, it's not even a day that he's associated with. Right. And it wasn't until literally the other day when I was taking down my, my Yule tree that I was listening to an audiobook about Norse paganism. And they were like, yeah, Odin is, is known to practice necromancy. And I stopped the recording and I looked at him and I said, you have to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, cuts out of the bag. Like, I, I was just like, are you serious? But I that's love that. the thing that's funny about practice is that things click into place. They do. After a time. Like they really do start making sense after a while. And you're just like tricky, tricky, tricky. There I is do... another deity that is trying to get Alyssa's attention that oh. is pretty much the same the same role that Olden yeah. plays for me in Death Witchery that mm -hmm. wants to be helping Alyssa and is just like. I'm going to be doing this. And she's like, whoa, now <laughs> <Let's> slow down. <laughs> well, here, I mean, the, the, uh, by the way, just for fun, as a fun fact, um, the word necro, <laughs> by the way, like, you know, necromancy, necro, whatever, mm -hmm. necro comes from the Greek necros, meaning dead person, corpse or dead. So yes. that's just yes. fun. Yeah. little fun, little fact. But anyway, the, I do, I do have, a particular Greek deity who is a psychopomp <laughs> who helped us a lot, actually, by the way, he, when he did. was, when you were here and we were doing spirit box sessions, though. like Incredible we have, event. we have footage of him coming through on the spirit box. I still need to edit that because I, it needs to be shared. It was literally the funniest thing I think he, I've ever heard in my life. He it is was a the whole best. fucking mood, dude. He is so much <laughs> <really> fun. <is. laughs> And it's, it's Hermes for those who are wondering. And so he, he has been a part of my practice in some form or fashion for a little bit now, but he has always kind of He's popped just in. like weaseled his way in. He, he did. Just... Like people can still, still reference back to one of my crystal live sales from like last yep. year, like nearing yep. the beginning. It might've been like the first, like maybe quarter of the year. I'm not sure. I can't really exactly remember when it was. It was a long time ago. It was a while back though. And he, it was this crystal live sale and he, <laughs> he came up into my ear and just whispered in my ear that he wanted to work with someone that was on the live stream. And it was so ridiculous. He was just whispering in my ear. He's like, tell the person that I want to work with them. Tell them that I'm reaching out. And I was like, why are you doing this right now? I'm literally in the middle of my work. Like I'm, he has this way of just making himself. He really makes like, an impression. <laughs> making 
he, so part of the fray. I don't know. He just he's part of everything. He's like <sighs> he's like the dog that you will like get in the car and suddenly they're in the back seat. Like he's just there. <laughs> like he'll be like, "Are we going to the park? Are we going to the park? Are we going? He's Where are we going?" So fun. He's so <laughs> he's amazing. Much fun. He really is. He's super funny and he's really relaxed and he's just he's a lot of fun. I mean, of of course, I'm still I still treat him with the utmost respect but oh of course in, he's in, also the one that comes over to my house when Alyssa is mad and yes, kicks everybody out it's so true. he's like hey Ariel what you doing and I'm just like oh god what's Uh-oh. going on with Alyssa <laughs> it's a bad habit like, oh I she have. kicked us out it's okay <laughs> she kicked us out. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I, I want to tell you guys about that actually okay so so I have like I I try to work through my anger like anger is something that I I try to work through but when I get really emotionally overwhelmed and like really really angry I tend to just shut down and like want to want to get rid of everybody and everything away like I want it all gone I just want to be completely and totally solitary and that even includes my team my spirit team my spirit guides my house spirits my deities doesn't matter what it is I'm just like everybody get the fuck out I am pissed off and I just want to be like alone and now, because I asked them to leave, doesn't necessarily mean they have to, because you have to remember, as patrons, I'm committed to them for, for life. Yeah, yeah. And so- They do it out of courtesy. They do it, like, <laughs> to respect, a, you know, a boundary that I'm setting in that moment and out of respect. And, you know, it, that's great. And I love them for that. But it is a bad habit I have where I kick everybody out. And then I become, I turn it into full muggle where I just don't hear spirit at all. And I'm completely disconnected, just like swimming in emotions. And when there was one day, I was so fucking mad. I can't remember what it what about, but I was so fucking mad and I kicked everybody out and I didn't, I was like not really talking that day. I wasn't really texting anybody. I wasn't really talking to Arl. I wasn't like, I just was like a hermit, hermit, hermit. I was working. I was, I was doing sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I kicked everybody out and then she messages me like (laughs) literally not even like 15 minutes after I kicked everybody out. Like, I swear to fucking God, you can't make this shit up. And she's like, um, uh, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, actually I'm not okay. And I was like telling her like, I'm really pissed off, you know, and like, you know, kicked everybody out. And she's like, Okay, yeah, well, everybody's here. <laughs> everybody's in my house right now. <laughs> I literally sent her a video and she was like, oh God. <laughs> like every fucking deity that is my patron it and that worked so with me. So many. It was it, so many. And but I also was like, too, why is the whole Greek pantheon in my house? <laughs> but the reason for that is because as a Hellenic polytheist, I worship the Olympians, right? And of course, yeah. other yeah. um Chthonic or Oranic deities which are deities of the underworld and deities of you know the sky and the heavens so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm constantly having energies in my home at all at all times like there's always something so i had a a fair number of the the hellenic pantheon in my house and a couple infernals and (laughs) they were all at arl's house and and then and then hermes oh my god So he, I was, I was sitting and doing sessions. Like I'm sitting with my back facing my living room. Right. And I start because I'm just zoning into my session. Cause I was doing a spirit team session at the time. 
And I just start hearing like this, like talking behind me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? To the point where I was just ignoring it because I was like, oh, maybe like it's my deities like talking behind me or something Mm -hmm. to the point where it got so loud that I turned around and Hermes is standing there and he was like, hey, Ariel, what's up? And I was like, uh, nothing much. What are you doing here? And he was like, oh, well, Alyssa kicked us out, but it's okay. Um, we'll get back later, but I'm wondering if it's cool if we just chill here for a second. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Um, do you, do you want anything? And Zeus was like, oh, oh. And Hermes was like, no. Yeah, you know what? We're good. We're good. Thank you so much for offering. Um, can I help you with your session? And I was like, uh, sh- sure, if you want to. And he was like, yeah, for sure. And everybody's talking. And he's like, everybody shut up. Ariel's trying to tune into someone's spirit team, okay? Okay, yeah, let, let me help you with this. Okay, so who are we tuning in for? And he was just like, and I was like, what is going on? Dude, you had like Hermes, Artemis, Apollon, so Zeus, Ida, yeah. uh, Ida, Estia, uh, mm-hmm. Leviathan. Um, I know you had one of my wards there. You had, Oh, um, Raphael? You had, had Archangel Raphael, Raphael there. Yep. You had... You had, um, oh, Earl Rome was there. He's, he's uh, yes. another one. And there was another one that was there. I, think I can't Medusa was there. Did Medusa show randomly... up too? Yeah. I yeah, because I do did. have a... I think she was randomly like popping in and she was just like, hey. And I was like, why is everybody here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, literally everybody's just standing in my living room, just like they're at a cocktail party. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is a one room apartment, people. Like, I don't know what you want. Of course, Artemis is like, I would like some water. And I'm like, I'm trying to do sessions. I didn't plan for this party, okay? Like, I I have no refreshments ready. And I it just, just... It, it was, was just wild, lot. dude. And, like, I didn't know this until she texted me and told me. And I was like, you... She had no idea. I had no idea. I was, like, having a hard time and I kicked everybody out. She didn't fucking know. And that right there, like moments like that you guys it like i'm not even way more often so than much. i can say that it was a coincidence it's insane it's, when things like it's that happen eerie. it's it is eerie it's super eerie and it happens with us all the freaking time and it's it that to me is one of my favorite stories though because i remember too like <laughs> after you were telling me this it, it was making me laugh <laughs> it was making me feel better because i was like this is just too ridiculous artemis ended up sneaking out like going undetected, just like sneaking out and coming yeah. back and talking to me. And, and anyway, it was fine. Like everybody kind of came back, like trickled in over the course of a couple of days. But it was yeah, just. Yeah, I had them there for days. It wasn't just hours, it was days. <laughs> like I would wake up and have people in my house, and I was just like, oh, hey guys. And they're like, good morning. And I'm just like, um, okay. <laughs> I was like, this is just another Saturday. Like, I just another day another day it's just and so hermes hermes is so funny because that's the sort of role he takes on he's he's just got this really funny way of just commanding a room and he's just really really good at helping with ushering spirits forward so when we were doing spirit box sessions and whatnot he was like 
bringing spirits <laughs> forward for us and then taking them away and bringing other ones forward and deities too. And it, it, we like, caught it all on video, man. It was oh my god, I'm beautiful. so excited though. I haven't, like I said, I haven't gone through the footage yet, but like I'm so excited too because that was probably one of my favorite live streams we've yep. ever done together. It was, it was an so absolute riot. Funny. It was a it was riot. So he was funny. super funny. His he was comments though, literally <laughs> top tier comedy. So good. So good. And oh. that's a nice little glimpse into what he's like with me and how, how I do adore him very, very much. And he has one of my, I'm not even going to lie, guys. He, his statue is one of the biggest that I have out of all of the Greek gods. His statue's huge, and I'm so grateful. It was it was a gift to me from He's like from a, biggest from statue, someone. but least important person. Aww. Can't even become a patron. Oh, bugger off! He's so fun though. He he, that's so his role as a psychopomp. Like Greek deities have many different epithets and serve different roles depending on those epithets, and his. Mm -hmm like role as a psychopomp traveling between spirit realm and the physical realm is the epithet of his in particular that he it comes forward for me to help me with my mediumship and death work. So he is key in my practice. Not going to lie. He's super important. Actually, I will say Adi's came forward in that role. Yeah. First. Adi's was the first one to come forward for your death witchery. Yes. And he was the one that kind of initiated you into death witchery. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of has stepped yeah. back a little bit. Yeah. He stepped let, back. Yep. And, and let Hermes yep. take over, which I thought was really interesting. And then I was just like, oh, I'll so. <laughs> I was yep. like, come on now. And he, and Hermes has, has, uh, you know, wanted me to take him on as a patron for quite some time <laughs> just sighing in the background I know. <laughs> he's just like <sighs> yeah it's been a long time and I I just so here's the thing with me like I and this isn't this is I don't know I don't know if I'm too fucking like sciencey or something but for me I need to go through trial and error of many different kinds I like to get multiple confirmation even though I'm very well aware he wants to be my patron that's been communicated to me communicated to me not just by Arl but even other people I'm aware Unless it's Zeus, um, <laughs> <is it> Zeus? <laughs> you like just, didn't need anything for Zeus you were just like yep yeah that's a patron of mine he's so special he's the king you know he's he's the big the big guy so but with but with Hermes I don't know what it is it's just like I think it might be because of his but but you see for Zeus for me he's a little bit more serious and stoic so I I don't know like I know I know Hermes can be a, a little bit of a funny guy so I think maybe with him I'm just like I just need to make sure you're not just yanking my chain <laughs> but <laughs> you, can you tell I'm a fucking millennial with that joke um with that saying yanking your oh chain my God. Jesus I'm a millennial and it's embarrassing. But anyway, so yes, he he wants he he would like that. And that's not to say that I don't. I just <clears throat> this is Ariel. Um I just wanted to fill in and let you all know that she did end up taking him on as a patron like 2 weeks after this episode. <laughs> I need some time. And and the reason why I, I and I'm excited actually to refer to this episode again later on and see if anything has changed or where things progress nearing like the end of you know midway year through the year end of the year or whatever i'm excited to see how things change but. yeah well and with saying with saying that 
what was it that you want to ideally see happen over the next year? Mm, that's a great question. So one thing that has changed a lot, and I made reference to this in our deity work episode when we got on the topic of priestess, is I wanted to, I remember saying it in, in that episode, that I really wanted to get to a place where I was able to share and talk about and help others understand Hellenic polytheism and the Greek gods and goddesses. And I definitely am there now. It's, it's yeah. Something yeah. I, I Even just lot. looking at the beginning of your TikTok till now, it's mm -hmm. huge <laughs> difference. It's wild. Huge right? difference. Like yeah. the way that you present yourself, like I'm going to be honest, like in the beginning of her TikTok, like she was very much the kind of professional <laughs> uh, business sector, Alyssa. Yeah. And and behind nervous. the scenes, I was seeing the Alyssa that people see more of now on her TikTok. And I was like, girl, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you need to, like, loosen up a little bit on your TikTok because, like, you sound like a – you just – you sound like a, a business employee and not, like, Alyssa. I was so scared. And I was nervous. Yeah, and it just took time. But now that you've really gotten a lot more comfortable with it, like, it's, it's really – allowed you to explore a lot more of the subjects that you've been wanting to. And I, I'm really happy to see that because I, I wanted to see that, but it just takes time, you know? It's, yeah, it it's did. Yeah. It took time. And also I think part of it too, was just feeling comfortable being this vulnerable with other people, yeah. uh, people that I, that I don't even know, right. People I have yeah. never met. And so uh, I attribute a lot of that success to, you know, you and my husband who were encouraging me and ushering me along. So thank you. We're so but, helpful friends. And of course, also, yes, you, Artemis. But that that's something that has changed over this year. And I would like to see even more of that. And and I'm mm -hmm. really excited to to do more of this through like my Patreon, which is something that I've just recently launched at the beginning of this month, January 1st was launch day and it's the 11th that we're recording. So I'm really, really excited already. I've been having a great time. And this, this is something that gives me a lot of passion. I'm very passionate about all of the topics that I cover in it, witchcraft and occult stuff like that and deity work and um, various other things. And I would like to see more of that opening up and sharing of knowledge and resources with other people. And I'm excited to see where that takes me. Another thing that I'm really excited about for this year is to lean even more into death witchery and see yes. where that goes. Yes. And so we're going to see Hermes playing a big, big role in that. And that is something that we have talked about and that we are going to dive into more. And I think that this goes hand in hand with us launching paranormal consultations as well yeah. through Ghost yeah. Podcast. Which I'm so excited about because both Alyssa and I are really, really passionate about paranormal investigation. Oh, it's and so fun. It's, it's oh, fun, but it it's so also something that like, as I've progressed in my death witchery practice, it's just every single time I do a working for a spirit or I spend time with a spirit, it just reminds me, like I get so emotional about it. It, I feel the way that I feel about death witchery and paranormal investigation the same way that I feel about astrology. Like mm -hmm. it literally makes me want to cry because my passion for it runs so deep 
that it's something that I feel like I can't really explain in words. And so to be able to utilize that in the sense that even just over the past year, figuring out what we can do within our death witchery to assist in our paranormal investigation techniques and approach of how we go about it. It just is so exciting to have that be something that we can do more of this year because mm -hmm. I just, oh, I'm so excited to explore that. I'm so fucking stoked to Me explore too. It's, it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, and it's great to be able to converse with spirit and to be able to help spirit, um, you know, if they ever need assistance with anything. And it's just a kind of fulfillment that's difficult to put into words. It's really, really nice. I can only wish, you know, that others would treat, you know, my loved ones when they pass over in mm -hmm. the way that we do not to blow like smoke up our butt or anything, but we're very, very, well, I just, I wish people would treat the dead in, in general with more yeah, respect. Like, exactly. and it's not to say that you can't have fun with them. Like when you are on paranormal investigations, like there are <laughs> ghosts with humor and oh, they will there absolutely are. use it. And <laughs> it's so fun to see like that, that personality that, that really comes through. But mm -hmm. I, I do think it's also so important to remember that they're people too. Like I, and I, I do think that that's an element that people lose when they go into paranormal investigation, because the way that it's portrayed in media is yeah. as entertainment. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being entertained by paranormal investigation. There's nothing wrong with thinking that it's fun or thinking that it's fascinating or wanting to do it because you're interested in the technicality of it and and understanding it and just trying it out because you think it's fun there's nothing wrong with that but there also has to be well i also hope that there would be an element of knowing that these are still people of uh these are still spirits of people who've passed yeah. mm -hmm. and it's still important to treat them with respect yes the way that mm -hmm. you would treat anybody else with respect and yeah. I just, I hope that 2023 is a year that we see more of that, not only in media, but also just in per people's personal um, interactions with spirit, mm -hmm. because I just, honestly, 2022 opened my eyes even more to how much spirit is disrespected. And mm -hmm. it was heartbreaking. It was yep. absolutely heartbreaking. And in my death witchery practice, my heart has been broken and it's also been repaired through that practice. And it's, but it really does. It really opens your eyes to how, how spirit is treated. And it's, it's, I hope it changes. I really do. I know like within my practice as well, it, death witchery is something that I'd like to have some, some big focus on, but also too is just uh, the craft in general. I know I've been doing a big sort of return to, to the to the craft in general like physical witchcraft like getting back into um you know creating spells and and using ingredients and just making magic and that is what really fuels me too and especially mm -hmm. too with i enjoy chaos magic a lot and baneful magic yeah. a lot and i would like to see those being used more often in my practice and also hopefully to be able to, to be able to speak on those even more. And I, and I will, you know, and I do in my Patreon, but I, 
I want to see, hopefully, I, I would like to talk more about those publicly too. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And I, I think there's a, there's a lot of deviation in my own practice where I, I started deviating away from doing physical things in my mm -hmm. practice. And I, I do also agree that I want to be doing more physical stuff in my practice. I want to be doing more physical spell work. I want to be handling my cards every morning. Like I've, I've started, um, you know, a, a, habit of like sitting in front of my window every morning while I'm getting sunlight and pulling cards and just kind of checking in. And that was something that I didn't do last year because I was so, there was just so much happening. And I feel like I just got kind of pulled away from my practice in a lot of different ways, which wasn't bad. It's just a different way to grow. You know, it's, yep. it's a different pathway that brings growth in different ways. And, but there is such a beauty in the physical oh, manifestation and the physical working of spell work. It's so beautiful and Crea I, creating it like, like making yeah, a spell it's and so completing cathartic. it. It is like, it's, it's something that is so beautiful and it's an, it's what I love about it is that it's an expression of our inner magic in an outer way. Mm -hmm. And that is what I want to see more of in my own practice, being able to see my magic come through in more of a physical way mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. it's, I've really allowed it to over the past year. It's also like, for me, very much a state of meditation and a form of yes. like channeling emotions, especially with yeah. the baneful magic aspect. A lot of my emotions I can channel through that. And it is really nice. I always feel much better after doing a spell working, whether for myself or for a client. I just really enjoy it a lot and getting my hands dirty. I mean, of course, it goes without saying that, you know, I'm very much like a nature based witch, if you will, like to use a lot of crystals and herbs and oils, like essential oils, things like that. And I like to get my hands dirty. I like to touch the ingredients and put them together and just make something happen. And that I would like, I would like to see more of that because I think what had happened last year is also with just, you know, mundane life stuff going on, lots yeah. of transitions. Oh, well, you had, yeah, you had so much that you were juggling too. Oh, it was wild. <laughs> it was a crazy year, but I mean, it was a good year. It was just wild. Yeah. There was ups very and Very transformative. Did super, super transformative. Uh, very grateful for that year actually. But it, there, there was just so much of the focus on, I think more of like, the thought and head aspect, yes. if you will. Like yeah, I was spending yeah, yeah. a lot of time astral traveling, a lot of time meditating. Oh, a lot of time meditating and like yeah. going I to was different realms. Going to different realms. Like I was just doing a lot of exploration that wasn't necessarily like body. I wasn't really doing much with my hands. It much was a physical. lot of like understanding our inner mind on a deeper oh, yeah. level. Yeah. Which I think is just as important really. I, mm -hmm. I think even though I wish I had more physical stuff that happened in my practice last year, I do also really love that there was a lot of focus around like reconnecting with myself in an inner way because it really helped me to find new facets of myself that mm -hmm. I didn't know existed before. Oh I didn't God. know that I could access and, right? and use and utilize. And it just is really cool. Last like, year we connected with our higher selves in ways yeah. that are 
beyond the scope of the English language that has helped us understand our natural abilities, things mm-hmm. that we naturally gravitate to, and ways that we can express these abilities in our craft and in our businesses. It is insane. It was such a transformative year for both of us in terms of understanding who we are and what we're capable of as people and what we're naturally just drawn to and have an affinity for. And that like 2022, you can mark that one off as a real crazy one. Like it was just, it was a whole, it was, it was a a big year, (laughs) a big, big year in a, in a lot of different ways, mundane, but we're focusing on the spiritual and magical aspect, um, you know, for this episode, but it was just, it was fucking wild. And And so I'm excited for you and for me to explore those aspects of ourselves that we have that we have identified and have explored. And I think, I think it also is just kind of a message to you as well as, as a listener, someone who is likely on their own spiritual journey, that it is completely normal to have those cyclical times where sometimes you're really heavy into the spell crafting and sometimes Mm -hmm. you're really heavy into the meditation or sometimes, you know, you'll, you're being pulled away from your craft altogether from the mundane. Like it, that's just life, you know, but, but we've also had that too. Like it was, it was wild. Well, I describe it all the time in like my spiritual coaching sessions of like, it's the mountain and plateaus, you know, you're going to go through times when you're having all this progress upwards and you're like, yeah, I'm doing this. This is fucking amazing. And then you get to the top of the mountain. You're like, yeah, look at how far I've come. Oh my God. And then you start walking forward and there's like no mountain that's like really close. Mm -hmm. And so you are just in a plateau and people get really discouraged thinking that they're not making progress. And that they're not doing anything productive. And I'm just like, no, this is the rest period before the other mountain. <laughs> like, Dude, I there are more I, mountains. <laughs> I love using that metaphor, too. It's, my session is actually called the mountain. So that's just really funny. Mm-hmm. It's, the, the spiritual coaching session is called the mountain. But anyway, it's I agree 1000%. That's exactly what it's like. And sometimes you'll have the valleys, too, where you'll find yourself mm-hmm. going down this rabbit hole and you and you're like, oh, my God, what? Like you learn something brand new and you're just like, whoa, this is completely just what like it rocks your world and may even change your path entirely. And then all of a sudden you find yourself climbing up a mountain you didn't even know was there. And And sometimes you'll pause at the bottom of the mountain and be like, wait, can I can I do this? Can I climb this mountain? It's pretty big. But every time you're going to have those doubts and you're going to be like, Mm -hmm. is it too big? And then it will not be too big. My spoon is too big. My mountain is too big. (laughs) It's too big. But yeah, we're definitely millennials with that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, we're totally just aging ourselves right there. But yeah, and, and I think we have made a lot of, you know, for Ariel and I, like we, we had a lot of focus on our spirit work as far as working with the dead, but also with deities, a lot of focus on deity work and our patrons and how those relationships were going to form how we approach yeah. our craft and, and our life. Areas they help us with, like, I, mm-hmm. I really didn't think to assign them to certain things within my practice. Because I honestly didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they were just going to kind of be, for lack of a better term, like umbrellas over my practice of just kind of helping me with all different aspects of it. Mm -hmm. But I really do find that certain deities really just 
hone in and help me with certain things. It's true. And yeah. that's been really interesting. Can you describe what each of your patrons help you with? Yeah. So Astroth and Frega typically are ones that help me with my interpersonal relationships. So they tend to be helping me with like friendships, my romantic relationship. I have um, relationship anxiety and this leaks into like my platonic and romantic relationships. So it's, it's a fun time. <laughs> um, but I have clinically diagnosed OCD and part of that is romance and uh, relationship OCD. So it causes a lot of panic, but Frege has been so hands-on with that. She's been really good about helping me to kind of like, whenever she sees me kind of spiraling, she's like, you're not there yet. You're not there mm -hmm. yet. Don't go there. You are in the present moment. You're not in the past. You're not in the future. You have to stay right here. So she's like kind of pulled me back. Hell really helps me with uh, shadow work. And she also helps me with spirit work as well as Azrael, which I would take on Azrael as a patron if he would let me. But the, the bugger never lets me do it. Like he's Man, so Archangels are just different. They just don't care about being patrons, no. to be honest. Like I've, he's just like, but why? And I'm like, because I want to. And he's like, but why? <laughs> I love him, but goddamn. But both of them are very helpful with shadow work and also transitions in my life. Like when I'm going through transformative times, uh, like as a lot of you know, my dad's health hasn't been amazing. And there's been up and downs that have happened a lot during this year with us being like, oh my gosh, is this it? You know, is this his time to transition? And so there's there's been a lot of times that I've leaned on them during those um, of kind of trusting the process and trusting on timing and things like that. Odin and Lucifer are like my cheerleaders as far as helping me to feel really confident about what I'm doing. Um, both Odin and Lucifer were really integral in helping me build my new website and build my business into what it turned into last year and really stepping up my game as far as my business goes um, and really stepping into how I wanted to present myself to the world, they, they helped me to feel more confident in how I approach my practice and how I approach the world in, through the lens of my practice. And that's been really, really amazing. But it's just, you know, of course there are deities outside of that who have helped me in my practice as well. Yeah. It just, it's, it's very interesting to see how, different deities really just kind of click in to certain parts of your personal life and your practice. And it really does happen over time. It's not really something like they can tell you what they're going to help you with when they become a patron of yours, but you don't mm -hmm. really notice until later on and you see it and you're like, ah, it's all clicking together now like Legos, you know? Yep. So, absolutely. but what about, what about your patrons? What, what have you noticed that they kind of take the role of in your life it's funny you, the way you describe it is like you think they're going to go in one direction and you could be entirely yeah. wrong it's it's they so just, weird yeah that's I, not to say I that warned that Odin was going to be doing the other stuff and then he was just like psych <laughs> <laughs> but that's not to say that they'll stay in that role forever because oh, as, yeah, no. you know as a patron they're there for your whole right. life so they're they'll likely you know switch in and out to different things mm -hmm. but but it's funny how you notice these things over time and with Artemis, I would say she helps me the most with confidence, 
keeping my connection with nature, keeping myself healthy, especially physical health, ba- mm-hmm. huge on boundaries, huge on yeah, boundaries. Yeah. Helps a lot with transitions as well. Apollon, he is fun and helps me connect with the human experience. He reminds me to stay grounded and to enjoy life and to just, you know, try not to get too sucked into having things just being too spiritual all the time. Because when you're a spiritual person, but you also do spiritual work. It's actually hard to have a balance sometimes. It is. It is hard. It's hard to remember that we have to be human. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, you know, when when, when you do it for your career, when this is your career, and also like- It's like you just never get away from it, especially working at home. Yeah. 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 It's just part of your every single fucking day, which is great. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but it is a lot. It can sometimes just, eh, you just need a a break. And so he's great for just reminding me to have that human experience and, you know, have that fun. So Zeus, this is interesting. Zeus has been incredible for helping me to connect to my ancestors. And Mm -hmm. I know that most people would be like, what? Honestly, he's been amazing for that. I recently over this past year have figured out a lot of information about who I am and where I come from. And he's been integral in helping me connect to my Mediterranean ancestors. He's also helped me with Hellenic rituals, traditions, like understanding traditions and rituals and rites and just things that are connected to ancient Greece that, that I like to emulate in my practice. And he's also been great for marriage, actually him and Hera, together mm-hmm. are just like she comes in every now and again but it's mostly him like he, he's just really great at reminding sometimes like marriage related advice he's good for that yeah <laughs> both of <laughs> guys really yes <laughs> there's a parallel there for sure yes leviathan on the other hand he is incredibly like helpful for emotions and witchcraft especially my baneful witchcraft he's He's got a lot to say around relationships and he's been a huge help for astral travel and helping with meditation and um, other, you know, sort of off branches of that and alchemy, things like that. He's just been incredible for that. And also to, to better understand what I have natural affinities for last year, I, it's funny to think that this was last year. It feels like a lifetime ago, but last year I, I did say goodbye to Anubis who was part of my practice for a year. And two years ago, right? That I think it was last year. I finally said goodbye. Was Oh, it at the beginning it was, you know what? I think you're right. Cause I, I feel, I felt, I, yeah, I seem to remember it as like end, very end of 2021, but I think you're right. I think it was like the very yeah. beginning of last year. I think it was really close to around that. My my timing could be off, but yeah, it could say be goodbye right to on him. The <laughs> I think so. I think so. I yeah, I'm not sure, but just like you know, you have your deities that come and go that help in that way, and, and he was one that helped for a long time, and and it was time to say goodbye. He popped in for a visit every now and again, so he's I love him. He's great. Nix has been excellent for helping with connecting to my higher self and understanding that connection. And also to connect with the stars and darkness in general. She's been hinting at pushing me towards wanting to understand astrology and astronomy more. 
which I'm interested in. So we'll see where that takes me. I don't know. I've been getting pushed to go in that direction a bit. So <laughs> I haven't gotten quite into that yet, but we'll see. Sometimes you'll just have deities that will come in and out and help you with whether it's one thing or a couple of things, and then they'll leave for a little bit or they'll take a bit of a back seat. And it's interesting to see that happen. I oof, Aphrodite. <laughs> oof. She just popped in. She was she just, up. Oh man. She yeah. just popped in. She's like, do not forget about me. Um, <laughs> I, how could I? She has been a huge presence in my life lately. And the cafe. And Akate, yeah, that's right. So Akate and Aphrodite, not patrons, but <laughs> Aphrodite. Uh, but for for Aphrodite, she's been helping me so much with like self love and my body dysmorphia, and connecting with like more of the sort of femininity, if you will. Like I'd like to dress in dark colors and I don't really like to stand out too much and I kind of want to hide in the background because I am insecure and she's helping a lot with that and then Akati has been great lately for divination and you know especially wax reading and also with mediumship in in many ways too and she was big help while you were here as well yeah yeah she was one of the spirit she was one of the deities that um helped kind of mediate for the Mm -hmm. spirits because there was it was like whenever we would actually get into the zone to have spirits come in, it was just onslaughts. And we oh, were like, oh, yeah. okay, wow. Like lineups. So it was, <laughs> yeah. So it was Hell. It was Odin. It was Hermes. It was Ikate. It was Adis. Like it yep. was, they we were all there and they were just like, okay, let's be the filters in this situation. Thank the gods for them because that would have yeah. been a lot to handle. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, so and so those are kind of who's been around. Uh, Raphael with Archangel Raphael, he is, I, I go to him anytime I have some sort of like physical ailment, like yeah. if I'm sick or if my husband's sick or a friend is sick, I lean on him a lot to help me with, you know, creating healing rituals or or something like that or advice on how to pull through. And I, I remember over this past year, I got really, really sick. Oh my God. It was so shitty. I had a sinus infection and he was just there the whole time. He was like sitting at my bed with me and was like reminding me to drink water and to eat soup and like all this, like he was like total mom. It was so cute. (laughs) And even though he doesn't have like a super day-to-day active role in my life, he's who I rely on a lot when it comes to you know, illnesses, diseases, uh, mental illness in some cases as well. So he's, I love him and he deserves a huge shout out too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very much like Azrael. Like they're just, they're there. They're just in the background, but they're so sweet. They're so, they're so so amazing. I just, I love them so much. They're, they're incredible. And there's another goddess that I want to talk about, but I can't because nobody's going to know who I'm talking about. And but she's been very, very integral in my astrology practice, um, mm-hmm. just helping me navigate it and understand it. And Astaroth too, like he's he's been helpful in that regard. But the unnamed goddess is the one that has really, really helped me with it and really mm-hmm. helped me dig into, I don't know, like she's, it's, so I, I, a lot of, 
the listeners might know who are regulars of my TikTok and, and my other social media, but I used to talk about my work with star beings a lot. And there was a time, it's kind of always been there, but it really picked up uh, late 2021, most of 2021, and then like early 2022, where people were just really hounding on people who worked with star beings again. Like there's, it's, there's this weird taboo that happens with that realm of work. And so I took a big step back about sharing how much I work with them because I, I do work with ETs and star beings a lot. <laughs> and I don't think people realize how much until you meet me in person. <laughs> like, No, it's, it's okay, guys, let me tell you, I, I got to tell you. Because you and I have been friends for like two years before we met in person. I and already I knew. Like, oh, I, I have like starry energy. So yeah, she's like, but it's oh, okay, not okay. like y'all don't even know until you, you know, like you don't even know. It's, it's so otherworldly. It's hard to explain. It's, it's honestly, it's really hard to explain. I, it, it's kind of like, you, you can kind of tell with Ariel, you know, when you hear her speak about certain things, like, you know, where her passions lie when it comes to star beings and astrology and the stars in general, I but her energy, <laughs> her energy matches like the stars. Like I've often described Ariel as a star, like, you know, yeah. like it's cute. Like you're a star, here's a sticker, but no, no. I mean like the energy <laughs> of a star because planets have energy, like Earth has yeah, an energy, yeah. Saturn has an energy, Jupiter, etc. Aural has an energy that reminds me of a star. How interesting is that? It's, it's, you don't, it, it's weird. It's so hard to explain. I've never met anybody quite with that. Sparkly point of light in the sky. I've never experienced <laughs> it before or since yet. Well, maybe I might come across another person that's like that, but I haven't before. I, I'm actually really excited because I, I'm going to say it right now. And if we, this doesn't happen, I'm going to blame us all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I propose to the universe. Yes. We will get married. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, okay. you said propose. I'm all down. Okay. Continue. <laughs> We're way to propose, but yes. Well, we do have rings. We do have friendship rings. Actually, We actually do. It's cute um, as fuck. Yeah, I wear it on my ring finger too, on my left hand because I'm a nerd. But <laughs> it has to be closest to my heart, okay? I have a ring for you and I have a ring for Corey. Um, oh, you're squishy. I love you. I am very squishy. I am the squishiest. I am a little blubber, blubber being. Um, <laughs> I, I just, you know what I remind myself of? This is going to sound so cheesy, but I remind myself of one of those like Arctic seals. Oh my god! Like, they're so puffy, they're so puffy, and they just go like I, I'm that. <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a puffy fern. I love um, that. But yeah, so there's, uh, it's I I I just really want Alyssa to come out to the desert, not only so that she can suffer with me, but also because <laughs> I want. I want more people to meet her in person. And I know that there's a lot of my viewers and a lot of our followers who are in Phoenix and in surrounding areas. Cause you know, it's close to Southern California. And 
I just really want to have you come out here and visit so that we can have a meetup. And I would really love to do that. So I'm hoping, I would I'm really that hoping that we can make this happen because I would really, really love that. But um, yes, I have been described the same way that Alyssa describes me is the way that a lot of people have described me since, honestly, since I started working with Star Beings back in 2012. Because mm-hmm. that's when I really got started with it. And then I just got really... I don't want to say I got good at it because how do you get good at something like that? But I just, I got very familiar with it. Like it just, it's very second nature to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I love star beings. I, God, I fucking love star beings so much. I could talk about them for hours, but it has been something that I've pulled back a lot from talking about Mm -hmm. because of there being the kind of conversations that are happening around them, which is good. They're good conversations because there is a lot of like more new age associations with star beings that are really tied to like anti-Semitic roots. And so there's a lot of conversation happening around that when you go into like the more UFO, um, you know, sectors and, and star being sectors and stuff like that. So I think those conversations are really amazing, but I have felt very intimidated Mm -hmm. by talking about, you know, star beings and my work with them because of that. And I don't really want to overshadow it. And I don't want to have, I I don't feel like I have enough confidence in myself of my own knowledge about it so that I've just kind of kept to myself for now, but I am hoping that in this year I'll be able to feel more confident with talking about my star being work again. And, and also talking about astrology because I've been nagged so much by so many people, which I'm honestly surprised. And I know that sounds weird, but I am because it's been something that I've been really passionate about. Honestly, my mom could tell you, like I used to get astrology books all the time from like the library and things like that. Um, along with my marine biology books, because I was convinced I was going to be one, um, <laughs> as much, uh, many of us were convinced. Ah, that explains the seal and barnacle references. <laughs> yep, yep. Got it. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just, I've always really been interested in the stars and astronomy and also astrology. And then what I didn't expect was that <laughs> this is, <laughs> it was completely by accident. It was absolutely by accident. I love astrology. And I found, obviously, I, I've read a lot of my friends' natal charts and now clients' natal charts as well. But I got into uh, astro cartography. Mm-hmm. And I did a reading for someone just because I was like, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Like, let's talk about it. And they shared it on social media. And then it blew up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. blew up and I was terrified (laughs) like I just it was very unexpected and I was like oh my god because before I did that before that happened I can't remember who it was it might have been the the unnamed the the concealed goddess we'll call her or it could have been um oh then I can't remember who it was but they were like you should start doing stuff with that and I was like uh no that's okay. I'm not confident in it yet. And they were like, just make, make a listing in your store for it. You don't have to make it go live or anything like that. You can just make a listing for it. Like what's that was, Odin. 
That was Odin. Yeah. He's like, what's the harm? What's the harm? Just, just, you know, put it there. And I think I had it live for like a day. Yeah. And then I took it down and I was like, I can't do this. And then, and then the person shared the video and then everybody, (laughs) everybody was coming into my emails and they were like, are you offering these? And I was like, oh my God, Odin. The best. It was the best. how he does it sequence of he'll, events he'll be like you should do this and then i'll be like no and then he'll be like all right i will make that decision for you boom <laughs> and then it just like blows <laughs> things up and it's it's a terrifying way if you ever work with Odin, just know that this is coming for you he loves power <laughs> moments he loves it it's his favorite and he has so. absolutely no qualms with coming to you through people in your life oh he really doesn't if he if he can't get my attention he will absolutely go to Alyssa. yep and he has multiple and times he has. and she's just like oh y'all look. actually frega started doing that too so <laughs> yeah so that's good at least we know it runs in the in the marriage too it's just it like really wow. does. <laughs> really does they're just like oh gotta go to the friend again and then they show up at Alyssa's bed and she's like it's five in the morning and they're like we don't care I don't give a shit tell her this (laughs) literally (laughs) poor Alyssa well Well, also poor you yeah it's it's it goes both ways yeah you've have you've had a fair share of that too it's a little bit of like a swap and share moment it really is but I I really am excited for where your path is going to take you. I'm so excited about like this year. I There's going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening this year. I'm just going to tell you that. There's I a lot of I stuff. couldn't be more proud of you and how far you've come. Don't say that. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me cry, Alyssa. <laughs> you know, you've been doing wonderful and you deserve a pat on the back. You've been doing great. I literally, Corey gave me the same speech the other day and I was a blubbering mess. All right, all right, I fine, I'll just... stop. But it doesn't mean that I'm not thinking it. So just know. Well, I'm proud of you too. You've come a long way too. A fucking long ass way, Fern. You yeah. you went up through, through multiple mountains and valleys yes, yesterday. <laughs> Last <Yeah>. year. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> no, was like, a... Yeah. But no, there's like, I, I remember, I remember so many conversations we had last year where I was like, you can do this, Fern, like this, just, you can do it. And I remember you being so scared, but I know, I know from personal experience, how scary it is to rely on yourself and not an outside company. It's unbelievably terrifying. It's, it's terrifying, so scary. But it's so liberating. And I'm so fucking proud of you for taking that step because mm. it's not a step that everybody is ready to take when it's presented to them. And I know that part of it was, you know, being pushed off a cliff by Artemis and Apollon. But <laughs> I absolutely but, was. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. They were just like, yeah, you should do this. And then they were like, you should do this. And then they were like, you should do this, Alyssa. And then they were just like, come on, fucking Alyssa. And then they just pushed her off. Again. Pushed me, yeah. And they were <laughs> they like, were and like, you're you know. doing this. So yeah. It, yeah. it was, I mean, what? It's been like. It was a lot <clears throat> of tower moments, but it was. Oh, it's only been three months and a, yeah. three months and a f- couple weeks, not even three and a half months yet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have 
never been so scared. I'm so scared. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working real hard. He's a trembling fern. It is, it is, it is scary, but I've, I've enjoyed myself a lot. And I've had a lot of moments where I know this for me and especially from client work, I, I cannot tell you how many moments oh, where I man. walk away from a session and I am it's just like feeling like no other. I'm just like, like this, I'm, this is yes. it. Yes. This is it. This is what I'm meant to do. Especially like it's there's great. there's been a lot of times that Alyssa and I have gotten feedback for our sessions that oh. have definitely made us cry. Oh. But also that like when we get feedback from our clients who have really amazing breakthroughs, mm -hmm. whether it is from the session or from something that was facilitated through the session, it's just it's such an honor to be someone yeah. who's able to witness that and mm -hmm. be even a tiny fragment of that experience for people. And I just, for anybody who's booked with us, like, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, I don't care you. if it was a DD message. I don't care if it was a card reading. I don't care if it was mm -hmm. a live stream reading, like mm -hmm. every it. single time that someone books with us and has a session with us and we get to talk to you or get to share messages from spirit and be that mediator. It is honestly, truly an honor. It, and it, it is really not is. something that I want you to ever think that we take lightly or that we mm -hmm. just do because we're getting money from it. It's something yeah. that we do because we are so passionate about it and so yeah. passionate about helping to facilitate people feeling more comfortable interacting mm -hmm. with spirit and feeling more comfortable in their practice and really finding that connection for yourselves. Because Alyssa and I always say, like, we don't want you to have to come to us, but we want to be there for you when you are needing assistance. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. our, our goal is not to have you rely on us, but to have us as be part of your journey when you need us, yep. when you need a helping hand to keep going forward, we'll be there. But I just, that and like even kind of going into a broader sense of like the Discord community that we have has grown so much and become such a beautiful place. Like yeah, I, I oh, I'm so proud of you all. I'm so proud of you all. And it's, it's not even a proud thing for us. Like it's, it's you because mm -hmm. you're the people that make the community what it is and the way that our community interacts with each other. And the way that people support each other and share resources and share their practice and be vulnerable with others is just so fucking beautiful to it's witness. It's gorgeous. It's and, crazy. I love it. Oh, I love it's it. It's amazing. It's but amazing. Even too, and even too with me, if thinking on all the custom deity rollers I've made, like y'all don't even know how much fun I have doing that and how much of an honor that is too, because being able to speak with a deity that is either your patron or that you work with or that you honor and being able to facilitate making something special that you use in your practice or to help yeah. you I can't even tell you how much of an honor that is too and even even the same with crystals like I just I love how how interested people are in crystals like I am a crystal freak I have a lot of them I have a lot of crystals I have a lot of me so many and even just like that is something I have a passion for talking about and and helping others to discover the beauty of it whether you use their energies or not just the beauty of what earth can give us 
that to me is an honor too. Every single part of what Ariel and I do, we do not take for granted. Yeah. Not even for a second. And that is also why our our offerings and our businesses change so much because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be offering a session or offering something to my community and to my clients that I'm not feeling excited about and that I'm not feeling passionate about. Yeah. And so there's there's been a lot of changes in my business and Alyssa's business over the past year, but for good reason, because yeah. we want to, when you have a practitioner that's doing sessions that they're doing because they know how to do it, but they're just kind of losing steam on them, you can feel it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want you, ever to feel that. I don't want you to ever get a a session from Alyssa or I, or even anyone else, and feel a disdain for that session mm-hmm. because you deserve to have a session where people are excited to yeah. share the information with you and excited to connect you with spirit. So it, I, I know that there have been different sessions and different offerings that Alyssa and I have retired over the time uh, between, you know, last year and today mm-hmm. that a lot of people were like, no, don't do it. But we do it for good reason. And it's, it's part of the journey, not only for ourselves, but also for you all, because mm-hmm. what we offer you at the time that you book with us is something that we are excited about and we're yes. passionate about, and you can feel it. I hope so in our sessions when we do them for you, because it is us. <laughs> like yep. there's a lot of us that goes into the sessions, but there's a lot of passion for what we do that comes through in the sessions too. And that's yep. really, really important. But if there's anything that we leave with you with today, I hope it is that really seek the passion within your practice mm-hmm. and within your everyday experiences this year. Like don't be afraid to expand your practice as much as you feel you want to and reach out of your comfort zone and also explore within your comfort zones where you can be approaching things differently, connecting to things in a deeper way. Like if you're bored in your practice, but you don't know what you want to do that's new, explore your practice again. Mm -hmm. Go back to the basics, go back to the physical parts of handling the herbs or handling your tools or creating things, connecting with deities outdoors or connecting to deities through dreams or meditation, whatever it is that you did in the beginning that helped you facilitate that connection. How have you allowed that core to to fray and become weak and brittle? And how can you strengthen it again? How can you revise it in a way that is updated with who you are now? Because just the way that you change, your practice is going to change too. And it is so vital to continuously allow ourselves to look into where in our practice things have become brittle and just so delicate that they can break at any moment where Mm -hmm. we can really fill in the gaps with gold and continue forward with a more conductive piece. Change is the only constant. It really really is. is. Yeah. And, and so I hope you guys enjoyed this little update from us and where, you know, uh, the journey that we have had over this past year and how thankful and grateful we are for you and your part in our journeys and our part in yours. 
And again, you know, for those who are new listeners, feel free to have a listen to some of our previous ones. We've covered some really amazing topics over the last season. And so don't miss out on having a listen to those. Before we kind of close out on this episode, we do want to go over two questions that we had come through from our viewers over this past year. And we do want to be starting to do this because we have a lot of questions that you all have shared with us that we really haven't been able to get to. But the first question is one from a viewer named Dana. And they said, yeah, they said, why am I so drawn to Greek mythology with the gods and goddesses within it? And Alyssa is going to answer this question. I feel like you are the person to ask this to. Let me help you with this question. Uh, okay, so Hellenic polytheists here, I, I love them, of the Greek gods and Greek mythology. I have always had an interest in it and I've always been attracted to the gods and goddesses within it. And so I'm going to answer this in kind of two parts. The first part is that The thing I really like about Greek mythology is that it is commonly introduced to us very young in age, right? When we learn about history, we tend to learn about the Greeks because they played a huge part in the history of our species. But also, too, Greek mythology is one of those topics that has shaped how language is used today. I mean, it's it's a root for so many of our the words we use in the English language and, and others. It is the root for a lot of concepts that we have now. And and we we see it ref- reflected in so many different things like look at the Apollo missions and the Artemis mission to the moon. And I mean those are just two examples, but there's also so many more. <laughs> like there's so many more. We yeah. see it in astrology as well. And so there might be an affinity to it, and you're probably drawn to Greek mythology because it is actually quite popular in our in our society in these different different ways. But there's also likely another reason. And the other reason is one that I can relate to personally. And this is because it is likely a path you're meant to explore. And what I mean by this is if you have a natural pull, a natural call to any pantheon or god or goddess or multiple gods or goddesses within it, follow that and explore it. And I do think that you might find within that you could end up becoming a Hellenic polytheist. You could end up uh, becoming, you know, like a you might take on a patron or you might not, or you might want to connect in with the gods or you might discover something new about how, how you interact with spirits and divinity through Greek mythology. You're going to learn something. There's going to be something that you learn about yourself along the way. And so you're likely being drawn towards that for a reason. And so I highly encourage people who are drawn to Greek mythology and the gods and goddesses within it, to please, please follow your passions because there is a multitude of information out there that is accessible to you to be able to see what it is you're meant to take from it, whether it's big or whether it's small. I love that. So there's another question that we got. This is a little bit more of a heavy one. So I will put a disclaimer here that if you are someone who has very strong opinions or gets triggered 
around the subject of abortion or things like that, um, I do want to warn you that this is going to be the topic of this question. So if you're uncomfortable with that, you can always skip out or just end the episode here or skip ahead in the timestamps. But that is what this uh, question is about. And it is from a viewer named Jessica. And they said, I just want to know if abortion is as evil as most religions claim it is. And I think this is a really good question. One that I honestly don't have a solid answer to. And the reason why is because in the religions that we is being most referenced here is Christianity or Catholicism. And there is a there's a passage in Genesis 2 7 that says the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. And that form of that passage in the Bible refers to when uh, Eve and Adam were created, specifically Adam. And a lot of people talk about that when they talk about abortion. They're they're like, when does life truly start? Does it start when the baby is like this, the fetus is still in the womb? Is it when they're born? And from a spiritual perspective of my understanding of what happens after we die and what happens right before we become a physical incarnation again, is that during the first two trimesters of pregnancy, the spirit of the child is in and out of the body. They're not there constantly because they just don't need to be. It's it's kind of like you don't need to be driving the car if it's still in the shop, right? Like it's still being worked on. It's still being built. It's still being um, perfected so that you can actually drive it. So in that sense, the spirit of the child really doesn't need to be in the body. It's really around the third trimester that they start becoming a little bit more present. And what I mean by that is that they're not there all of the time. They will still come in and out, but they're more constant in the physical body of of the person who is experiencing the pregnancy to better understand like the the voices and the noises and things like that to help them recognize them once they're born. But when there are, and I believe I've talked about this um, in the episode of what happens after you die, when there are miscarriages or things like that that happen, the spirit of the fetus is usually not in the body when that happens. It's something where they are just like, oh, this is not viable for me to live in yet. So I'm just going to come back at a later time when the pregnancy can progress forward to the point where I can stay in it. And typically the spirit of the child will stay on the other side until if the parent decides that they want to try again, or if they decide that they you know, want to have um, children in the future, then they sometimes come through again, or sometimes they'll just stick around as a spirit child for that person. It really depends on the spirit and what they decide to do. But as far as abortion specifically goes, abortion is similar in the sense that when an abortion happens, most often, like 90% of the times, it's in such an early stage of the pregnancy that the spirit of that fetus is not in there full time yet. And it doesn't need to be. And if it was 
in the last trimester of that pregnancy and there was a, an emergency abortion that needed to be taking place, the spirit of that child would still not be present during that time because they don't need to be. The answer is, of course, based around people's beliefs. So that's, of course, my belief of things and my understanding of things. But it's also important to remember that, like I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, we share our opinions because people ask for them, but it's also not something that you need to believe. Like we want to have conversations and keep it to where I'm not trying to make you believe anything different than what you believe. And if you believe differently than me, then that's okay. But it is just that my belief is what I stated and and that's my understanding of things. But I don't, I don't believe it's evil in the spirit realm. It's not evil. It's not seen as anything other than just a human experience where the spirit just, you know, comes back and then just tries again at a later time. It's really that simple. It's not seen as anything that would be, you know, a karmic scar, if you will, on that spirit's energy or anything like that. So yeah, it's, it's a tough question. It's a big question, but hopefully I answered in that in a way where it makes sense because <laughs> it is, it's a, it's a tough question. It's a, mm -hmm. a heavy one too. But with that said, I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap up. I think mm -hmm. we're going to close it out for this episode, the first episode of season three. We hope you all enjoyed it. And if you did, please let us know, give us feedback. We have the Discord and our email, but also for those interested in learning more about us or the podcast, please check out www.ghostteapodcast.com. It is our new website for the new year. Yay! And we have information about Alyssa and I and how we got started with the podcast, um, a little bit about us, how to find us, uh, our own websites and stuff like that. So if you're ever looking for our social media and stuff like that. And you can't remember our own websites. You can go to ghostteapodcast.com and go to the about section. And we have all our links there, but also just understanding the podcast a little bit better. That's a place to, to do that. And also find any kind of interviews that we do. It's where you can find information about missing person case requests, as well as paranormal consultations and things of that nature. And we also have the discord linked on the website as well. So that is available there too. And don't forget to rate us and share ghost tea podcast. I do know that on Spotify, there's a little star thing Yay. that you can click if Give you us love us stars. yeah we got a little starting and you can also share us uh sharing helps us to create even more amazing episodes and reach more people and have more ghosties along for the ride so yeah. thank you so much again and we are so excited for what's to come this year and i think you guys yes. are really going to enjoy what we have we in have store. some sick plans yeah <laughs> sick bro <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ghosties. Right. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye. Bye.